0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Hump day! Hump day! It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Burzolini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday,
1: March 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're brought to you on TV 10 by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And uh, yesterday was the first night of sectional semifinals in boys' action, and we had what uh, turned out to be a very interesting game last night on TV Ten between in the Section One semifinal between number three Martinsburg and number two Hedgesville. We'll get to that first, and then we'll talk about uh, the Section Two semifinal, which was not as close of a game, uh, but Nick, it was a. 6755 victory for Hedgesville. They move on to the section championship on Friday against number 1 uh Spring Mills that will take place at Spring Mills but uh a closer game than the second section sectional
2: game. Yeah, it was a pretty good game I think closer than the final score indicates as well. I mean uh it started off with Hedgesville the commanding 20 to 9 lead and you're thinking that the Eagles are going to put things away and and, uh, win this one easily, but you also knew that Martinsburg isn't going to just back down and with it being a sectional game, a rivalry game, and that team isn't going to just go out and and lose like that. So they come out and and answer with a great second quarter uh, holding the Eagles to just four points uh, and end up leading at halftime. And now all of a sudden we're thinking there could be an upset on our hands, and, and that would have been quite the shocker if Martinsburg pulls it out. Pulls it out, but obviously they didn't. Um, third quarter, Hedgesville really answered what Coach Church talked about in the pregame. He talked about it in the postgame. You know, sometimes you're going to get punched in the mouth, and how do you respond to adversity throughout a game? And Hedgesville found a way to do that in the third and fourth quarter and win the game. But overall, a solid performance for the Bulldogs. Just kind of been how they've played all year. Uh, they've been in the games for a half or two, or a right, quarter or two, but um, aren't able to finish when it gets down the stretch. So I think that's kind of summing up the Martinsburg season, uh, which is what we kind of expected too. I mean, this is a young team. They'll return everybody besides uh, Avion Blackwood and Jameer Hunter. So they'll have um, you know a lot of more experience next year, and they'll be prepared for these kind of situations where they have a lead and the game gets uh tough and how do you respond to that i think martinsburg will respond better in the future but uh, for this season it was obviously you know tough for them to do that throughout the year Uh, so overall i think a pretty good win for hedgesville and sets up a very intriguing sectional championship between the eagles and the spring mills cardinals
1: let's hear head coach kelly church with dylan bishop after the
2: game Coach Church, big win for your team here to start off the sectionals
3: on your home court. How do you think your team got it done tonight?
4: Well, honestly, it's, you know, at a pre-game interview. I said somewhere along the way, uh, you know, you're going to get punched in the mouth. Obviously, figuratively. Um, we got punched in the mouth. Uh, we came out. I think our kids relaxed a little bit because we got such an early lead. Uh, Martinsburg kids are, are well coached and tough kids. They didn't give up at all. They came back. Halftime, I talked to our kids point when you get punched in the mouth you've got to respond if you don't you collect uniforms we got punched in the mouth but we responded. and i'm really proud of our kids
2: all right coach you'll have spring mills
5: coming up sexual championship on friday how do you think the next few days will look for your team as you get ready for that game
4: um same thing see if our kids are going to show up or not uh and i obviously i mean it figuratively we've got to be ready to fight we can't back down from their physicality we've got to be willing to lay it on the line uh they're they're, they're a really good team uh, you know, much respect for them as I do for all the teams in our area. Um, our kids got to show up and be ready to play.
0: All right, coach. Thank you very much.
2: Congrats on the win. Thank, thank you, guys, brother. Having-
1: that was head coach Kelly Church for the Hedgesville Eagles. Will have their game on Friday as they travel to Spring Mills to take on the number one team in the section. Spring Mills over in Section Two, uh, not as uh, close of a game. It was a 69-43 victory for the number two Musselman Appleman over the number three Washington Patriots. And uh, Colin, you were able to kind of see some of that game online. And what you what what was your in your thoughts of that game? Because it seemed like kind of what we thought that score would have been all year, but the two other games were closer.
5: Yeah, the Applemen were finally able to get a win against Washington that uh, was a resounding win and a kind of a statement win almost because of the fact that, as you said just now, Spencer, that the two regular season games were close games, but this one was never Uh, From start to finish, Musselman absolutely dominated, uh, caused some turnovers, were able in transition to get Mahood going a little bit. And that's exactly what they need to do for success is to get him the ball, let him be their main scorer and have their role players from there uh, shine. If they want to try to upset Jefferson, that's exactly what they need to do, too. It's obviously a tougher task, but... You know, now that with a win last night, even if you lose Friday, you still have a shot at a regional championship, so they feel safe. They feel confident, too, I feel like, after that. A 26-point win is uh, something that gives you a boost no matter who you play against.
2: I think Musselman proved to me, too, that they're still in the mix in this thing. And I think it would have been easy to kind of count them out a little bit based on how they ended the season. Uh, had that closer game to Washington, lost to Jefferson, uh, lost to, I believe it was the university to end the year, uh, and, and neither of those last two games were very close. So uh, the question, I think, became was was their wins earlier this year over Spring Mills and Hedgesville, maybe just you know fluke games, or is Musselman a legit team to look out for? And I think the way they played against Washington with a dominating win Gives you confidence that if they were to draw Spring Mills or Hedgesville, well, they're going to draw one of them in a regional championship game, that they have a chance to win. Uh, They probably don't have a chance to beat Jefferson for the sectional. That'd be quite the turnaround. But winning the sectional doesn't mean that much, besides that you get a home game for the regional championship. And a trophy. Yeah, you get a trophy. But what does that trophy really say? I mean, you were better than two other teams.
5: Like, I mean, it's an you accomplishment. It's pass. something
2: you want to get on your way to your ultimate goal, which is making the states and then making a state championship. But, um, you know, the, the sectional title isn't that big of a deal. You can still go to states without winning it. So uh, for Musselman, you know, they draw this tough matchup, obviously, with Jefferson, but even if they fall, they've beaten Hedgesville, they beaten Spring Mill, so they got to still have a lot of confidence. And the way they played against Washington – shows that this team is still clicking at a high level and maybe they're fully healthy they weren't fully healthy last time they played the patriots uh so that could have played a factor as well and i think this team is right there and it, it's really a toss-up between all four of those teams in terms of which two are going to make it because it, it seems like jefferson would make it but then they've lost twice to hedgesville so if they were to play the eagles again that's not a great matchup for that it appears so i'm i'm excited Um, I think we're going to get some really good games here in the next uh, two rounds. And uh, it should be fun.
1: All right. Well, let's turn our attention now. To girls basketball here, as we'll have the regional final, uh, the Quad A Region Two West Virginia School Girls Basketball ch- Regional Championship, as Martinsburg travels to Washington tonight. We'll have pregame coverage at six thirty. Tip off set for seven thirty on Talk Rated WRNR, which is one hundred six point five FM AM seven forty. Also only on WRNR TV on YouTube, and we want to thank the Skinner Law Firm for helping us get this on air tonight with the regional streaming fees that the SSAC requires, uh, and they went up from last year, so uh, I want to shout out Skinner Law Firm in this one, but it should be a good game that you guys are going to have to call for tonight.
5: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we got to see the first meeting between these two at Martinsburg, and it was a very low-scoring defensive battle that ultimately... Martinsburg was able to win 35-33, and then we did not get to see the game at Washington, but it was a 71-50 to win for the Patriots, and the offense uh, exploded in that one for Washington, which hasn't happened all season. They only average, I believe I wrote down, 45.5 points, but we know they have the capability, right? Because one, we got to see it against—well, we didn't get to see it, but it happened against— martinsburg to get the 71 and then we know the capabilities of mary rivera and lexi adams both in double figures average wise throughout the year it's 11 points for rivera 14 points for adams so they have the shooters they have other people around them to really help out like skinner like a toby harrison harrison as well so the team on paper looks pretty solid they just don't always have it for some reason uh you look at the roster now they're down to 10 players yeah that's something that's really tough when you started out with 13 at the season so losing three and that's already a low roster number compared to other teams around it's remarkable
1: though if they're able to make the state tournament yeah and even win a game down there it'd be
5: remarkable
1: no jv team first year head coach first year head coach i mean uh, that being said anything they've done so far getting to be able to host this region championship mm-hmm. is just a feat because not having that jv feeder team in you know we don't know what the high or the middle school teams are like there uh but uh, i mean That just says something about what Coach Edwards and what these players on the court and their chemistry have been able to do this season, because they have played tough games. They've gone one and one against a lot of these conference opponents this year, but they're winning the games that count.
5: And And if somebody wants to, sorry, but if somebody wants to correct me if I'm wrong, if they win tonight, it'd be their first time in school history. I believe so. in the state tournament.
2: I believe so. What I was going to say is, too, only having 10 players, even if you only had 13, it's still tough, but you know just to simulate things in practice I mean mm-hmm. how do you do that without having more than five on five because if you're going five on five throughout practice you're gonna get tired and, and that could affect things in a game so that's pretty tough uh, not having a JV I know we always practice JV and varsity together I don't know if all the teams do that around here or what the case is but uh, typically you do you know, try to simulate things against the JV and in, in kind of like a scout team like you see in football. So, you know, not having that is, is tough. And I'm, I'm very impressed that Washington's had the kind of season they've had even without all those factors. We said earlier in their game against Hedgesville, if they were to suffer injuries, you don't have players that you can call up. So, you know, death is a real issue there. Hopefully Washington can get more girls out for this. They are having a successful program. They have a good young coach in Coach Edwards. So I think there should be some excitement around this team, and hopefully they start to see more girls come out for the team. That's an overall area issue. We need more girls basketball players, I feel like, in the area. Yeah. Um, And hopefully more start to play, and and we start to see – Uh, that youth development lead to some success because that's what's kind of been holding back the EPAC from winning in Charleston.
1: Yeah, and you talk about Martinsburg now, uh, head coach Ronnie Fitzpatrick, also a first-year head coach, was an assistant at Musselman last year uh, for the last few seasons. And, uh, you know, he brought his daughter over to play on that team, but you also look at the the players down low, the length that they have in in, uh, Addie Strovel as well as, why am I blanking Bradley? Cadence Bradley? Uh, Those are just, you know, that's a lot of teams don't have that height washington doesn't so yeah.
2: that will be a challenge for them how do they match up with strovel and bradley on the block and keep them off the offensive glass in particular uh that could be where martinsburg starts to dominate or at least keep their pace with a high-powered washington offense so it should be interesting to see because uh but they did that against jefferson they were able to knock off the cougars despite that size difference so That's why when we kind of previewed things, we were thinking maybe Jefferson Martinsburg would be the most intriguing matchup. But Washington, we thought, was probably the slightly better team than Jefferson, so deserved a chance to, you know, get a win. Obviously, if they had to play Spring Mills, it'd be very tough. Um, But, you know, it should be fun, and uh, I think it should be a good game tonight either way.
1: Yeah, it should. The other game going on is Spring Mills hosting Jefferson for the other regional title. When you look back at the two matchups this year, a 72-46 victory back on January 23rd for the Lady Cardinals, and then just a 63-49 victory on 213. I don't know if they did. Let's see if there's a box score in here. They did have Edsel back, um, but she only had eight points in that game. I think that was one of her first games coming back because she also only finished with eight rebounds she didn't have a double double which she averages on the year uh but uh be interesting to see how jefferson can keep up with them
5: yeah that's been tough for any team to do that's why spring mills is undefeated and right now i honestly feel like it's just spring mills destiny to continue to be undefeated and make a big run in the uh state tournament and make some noise so i think they get the win tonight but it's tough to beat teams three times right
2: yeah i agree i think uh spring mills does get the win tonight over jefferson but the uh Cougars have been one of the teams that have given them, I guess, the the best efforts in the EPAC. So, could be close for a little bit, but overall, Spring Mills wins.
1: All right, that'll do it for this segment of Sports Picks. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, delivered to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Here's Nick's one of Nick's music selections that we take you to
3: break.
0: Tune in to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. We were good, we were gold, kind of dream that can't be sold.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Another one of Nick's music selections here today.
5: He just wanted us revamped. You, just, you guys just every
2: week give me new songs to put in and yeah. we'll do it. I think we do need, yeah, we needed some new music. Yeah, all yeah. right. This is top 100, number one on the billboard.
5: Well, all
1: right, for copyright reasons, we can't play all that song. All right, okay. welcome back to this edition What's of my, the Sports you Mix. going to about it? Uh, we'll talk some Wizards and Capitals here. As we've got a few minutes before we'll be joined by uh, what now, I guess, now retired, right? Officially, yeah. end of the season, retired uh, JV coach for Martinsburg Basketball. 37 years coaching. Richard Moore will join us at 1230. Uh, but we'll talk some Wizards basketball here. They picked up a huge win for playoff positioning last night. They defeated the Hawks 119-116 in State Farm Arena. The Wizards are now tenth in the East at twenty nine and thirty two, but move uh, to one point five games behind Atlanta for eighth, and ha- have three games re- or three meetings remaining with the Hawks. Bradley Beal scored twelve of his season high thirty seven points in the fourth quarter, including four points in the last minute to help the Wizards hold off the Hawks. Kyle Kuzma chipped in twenty eight points. Uh, where they were missing two starters in Monte Morris and Chris Taps Porzingis. The Wizards also outscored Atlanta 66-52 in the paint and out-rebounded them 48-42. They was the ninth place Toronto Raptors Thursday night at Capital One Arena, but it's a big win they need right now if they want to get into that playing tournament.
2: Yeah, they wore their pink uniforms last night. From the uh, yeah. flowers or whatever. Cherry blossoms.
1: Cherry blossoms. Those are yeah. coming up. We're yeah, in March. True. Yeah, March too.
5: I don't know if that's the first – I don't think it's the first time wearing them, but – No, it might be the first win wearing them. I don't know. I have to look that yeah. up.
2: That's a – Staff for another day. Nobody wears their uh, their regular uniform in the NBA anymore. That is true. I feel like every game don't even like wear their colors. Them. Yeah. It's weird. I don't like it.
1: You don't like it? No, I'm – What do you think like about this Wizards win, though, for playoff positioning and the fact they got three more games against those Hawks?
2: You know – the Hawks are a tough team. They got Trey Young, but uh, the Wizards, I think it's a good win overall in terms of what we're looking at here because, like you said, they were missing a few guys, still found a way to get a win. Kuzma, Porzingis, 28. Um, So it, I didn't expect them to win without Porzingis in the lineup, so I think that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, pretty impressive, and uh talk caps now. There continue to be sellers ahead of the dead of Friday's NHL trade deadline as they made two more moves yesterday they shipped off forward Marcus Johansson to the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a 2024 third round pick and a little while later got Rasmus Sandin a young defenseman from the Maple Leafs in exchange for 30 30- year old defenseman Eric Gustafson and a 2023 first round pick which they got from Boston last week in the trade with Dmitry Orlov uh, they returned to action tonight in Anaheim to take on the Ducks they also made a contract extension last night for a player I'm not too sure how much I like this contract extension a three year extension um, for Nick Jensen at 4.05 annual average annual value Jensen a 32 year old defenseman
2: so what's the plan here for the gamble? I don't know. I don't I'd know. like the
1: GM to come out and say what the
2: plan is. Are they still yeah. trying to make the playoffs or I don't no? Think they're so trading all year. the guys that I know
5: on their yeah. team. So. I don't think they are this year. It's gonna to be too <laughs> tough to do. You want the defense to be younger, but then you sign Jensen. I mean, I guess you want to keep one defensive veteran to help the young guys that are coming. Well Connor but Sherry, but this is Cap's room. It is weird.
1: Connor Sherry, Lars Eller, they're also expected to be moved before Friday's <laughs> I deadline. Know Lars
2: Eller.
5: Don't get rid of him.
2: I know him. They're running out of guys I know. Johansson, I knew Orlov. Those are my
5: guys, man. Because so they're old guys. That's why you know. Yeah, yeah they've it's been time there. To a move long on, time. unfortunately.
1: But uh, these moves, I mean, uh, it's got to close the, the playoff window this year. for Yes,
5: them. you got to start rebuilding. You, but they're still Kiko in contention, Vetskin. technically. Yes, but no.
2: You're in playoff contention, but are you in championship contention? I that's think that's point. the the issue for Washington. Um. Is, and they're, they don't appear to be in that contention. So you know, you keep that core still of Ovechkin, of, of Oshie and Backstrom if they're healthy. Wilson, but yeah. the thing is, they haven't really been healthy. Kuznetsov, yeah, Kuznetsov is, that's the is good as well. But the offense has been fine. Yeah, exactly. They, and you need to find a goalie too, which has been an issue really since Holby left or since he started to drop off.
1: Yeah, that's that's a big thing here, but the Capitals back in action tonight against Anaheim, I believe a 10 p.m. puck drop, 945. We'll have the pregame covered for you after conclusion of uh, this high school regional game on the radio. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding out there living as family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com for more on their side of this break. We will be joined by a former, now a retired JV head coach at Martinsburg after 37 years of service as a JV head coach, Richard Moore. We'll be joined by him after this two-minute break. you are tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
3: or at Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to announce the relocation of our Berkeley Medical Center outpatient rehabilitation services to 1002 Tavern Road. This move gives Martinsburg Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation more room, more convenient parking, and a covered drive-up drop-off area. WV Medicine will continue to offer physical, occupational, and speech therapies for both adult and pediatric patients, as well as specialized services. For more info on this new location and services provided there, call 304-264-1214.
0: You're tuned into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740, and
1: TV 10. Welcome back to this Wednesday. March 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. So We're now joined on the program by the now-retired JV coach at Martinsburg after 37 years of service. How are you doing today, Coach Richard Moore?
7: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Nick and Spencer and Colin. How are you guys doing today?
1: We're doing great, and uh, for you, it's uh, it's time for you to uh, step back and uh, enjoy some time for relaxation as you step down and uh, retire from Code seven years helping some JV teams at Martinsburg.
7: It is. It's it's bittersweet and emotional to make that final decision, but I think it's when you get to a point in your career. Uh, and you're all in, and you you do something, and you try to give 110% and, and love what you're doing with passion, and, and I just love the game of basketball and just been a just been a part of basketball at Martinsburg High School and the basketball family for, again, 30-plus years, and it's been so, uh, I've just been so blessed and so fortunate and uh, so thankful for so many people that helped me along the way, and it, it has been a great run, but it is time to step back and, and enjoy life a little bit. and. Uh, it's just that decision time to make and i've done so and it's been bitterly sweet emotional time to do so but but i feel like it is that time
2: coach you spent 37 years with the program um can you talk us through i guess what led to you starting your your career at martinsburg and, and what's it been like to coach with uh coach rogers for as long as you guys have coached
7: together Certainly. Sure. Well, if I may, with that said, Colin and Spencer and, and Nick, my original boss, my original CEO and, and, and ex-teammate from Glenville State College, I have to give so much thanks and appreciation to Don Bullitt. Don Bullitt and I played college basketball together at Glenville State back in the late 70s and early 80s and became good teammates and always became very, very good friends. And, and he calls me up after we both graduated from Glenville. We, we were now looking to start a J-O-B, it's time to start living and, and, and making a career of what you want to do. And he calls me up one afternoon, and I'm originally from Parkersburg, West Virginia. And he says, uh, Coach Moore, uh, you know, we're looking for some coaches up here in the eastern Panhandle of Martinsburg, West Virginia. And I said, you know, I said, Donnie, I, Coach Bullet, I have no idea. Give me a, a general idea of where Martinsburg, West Virginia is located. He said, Coach, just, you know, get in your car and, and, and start heading towards Washington, D.C., and I'd I say, no, that's fine. I, I have no problem with that. I'm ready to start something different and start a new chapter in my life, start a career, if you will, and, and who better else to do it with, 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 with other than Don Bullitt? So I jump in my 1971 VW Volkswagen Bug, started heading up the interstate, and uh, as I'm driving probably four or five hours up towards the eastern panhandle, I guess I actually bypassed the state of West Virginia and started heading into D.C. As I'm getting closer to Washington, D.C., I'm thinking to myself, I better stop and and get off the beam path for a moment and call Don Bullitt to make sure that I'm getting fairly close uh, to the eastern panhandle, not knowing exactly where it's located, not heard of Martinsburg, West Virginia, uh, for the most part. So I stop and, and, and make a phone call Said Coach Bullet, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to Washington, D.C., how, how much closer I am you know, to get to Martinsburg. He says, well, Coach Moore, I think you've gone maybe just a little bit out of your range and a little bit further than you need to. <laughs> make, make a U-turn and come on <laughs> back down uh, south-southwest on Interstate 70, that will eventually run you into into Martinsburg, West Virginia. So he was the first person, as a great friend and a, and a great basketball player, someone that got me kick started my career at Martinsburg High School, and then that was with the girls' basketball program back in probably eighty six, eighty seven, and then of course you know Doc, uh, Dave Rogers uh, uh, invited me to be part of the boys' basketball coaching staff in probably eighty nine or ninety. And uh, just, just so grateful and so appreciative of, of both Coach Bullitt and Dave Rogers giving me the opportunity, and my family, the opportunity to be part of the basketball family at Marsburg High School for some for some 30-plus years. Uh, so I'm internally grateful and appreciative of those two guys and so many other people that I could probably uh, call out here shortly, but, but uh, those two guys are just so appreciative and grateful of giving me the opportunity to do something that I love to do, and that's be around young people and, and teaching and coaching basketball. Uh so that's kind of where it got started back in probably in the fall of 86, 87. And, and that's where the story began.
5: And now the uh, story's coming to an end after 37 years. And you mentioned earlier it was an emotional decision for you, Coach Moore, to finally uh, retire. What led to the decision that now is the time to do so?
7: again, I have, I'm have. i one of, of, of 10 children. I'm one of a large family. I'm the youngest, if I may say. I'm the youngest of 10 children, and I have two wonderful young kids of my own, my daughter Haley and Hunter, who are now uh, making a career of themselves and doing well, if I may. And, and I have family that lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I have family that lives in Houston and Dallas, Texas. I have family that lives in Florida. So we've kind of spread out around the countryside. It's just time for me to, to go and, and be with family and friends uh, those who I love, and I've not had a chance to do that so much during the winter months, kind of locked in and and kind of honed in on my on my profession and my job with teaching and coaching basketball. <laughs> now that now that I have a little bit of time to do that, I'm looking forward just to spending time with family and friends. I have a few hobbies and interests that I enjoy doing as well, and I'll have a little bit more time to do that. So I'm kind of looking forward just to, to as you mentioned earlier in your in your earlier comment, just relax and and enjoy life.
1: And Coach Moore, you know, this year, uh, prior to the season, Coach Rogers had hired a former player in Marcellus Basie. I believe he coached a little bit in the early 2010s on the staff as well. But from what we've kind of seen being at games, he seemed to be on your JV coaching staff as well and helping you out when needed.
7: Yes, just a, what a, a great guy and a, a great coach and a great player in his time. As we all know, Marcellus Basie was a three-time, three-sport player and, and I think probably an all-star player, an all-state player in those three sports and just a great asset to our program. The energy and the effort and the – as we tell our players to play with energy and effort and, and play with intensity, Coach Basie brings that to the table. And, and uh, again, he it was like that as a player himself. And he brings that that to energy and excitement and the knowledge. I mean, just being a, the knowledge that he has and he brings to the table. He was very helpful, like you just mentioned, on my sideline, kind of giving me some tips of what I could probably do to, to the X's and O's, if you will, and helped me out a great deal as well on the sideline. So I'm very grateful. And Coach Basia, again, is just a, a benefit to our program. And I think, I think he and Dave Rogers and, and our assistant coaches are looking forward to certainly our future, which I think is very bright.
2: Coach, uh, at the JV level, obviously winning is important, but it's not necessarily the only thing uh, really at the high school level just in general. What are some things that you hope that players took away in life lessons that you were able to uh, give them as a coach?
7: Uh, sure. and, and with that being said, that you know that the JV level, it's it's that pivotal year as I've said to Coach Rogers and others and our support staff and, and players in general. That JV level is a pivotal year in in, in terms of uh, you know their basketball skills. Yes, trying to hone and, and improve on their basketball skills and mold and and mold them into our system both offensive and defensively end of things, that's important. But it's also a little bit of a pivotal year. What I mean by that is because now they're at the age where they can perhaps start driving. So you have other components to deal with a little bit, uh, but also you know, they also to the point where they can get a job. So that that junior year, going from their sophomore to junior, can be a pivotal year in what they decide to do. Either you know pursue basketball and 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 take it and and run with it literally, and want to play at the next level. So I try to stress to them that you know you you go through high school once, enjoy it, play as much sports as you can, enjoy it as much as you can, but but you also got to buy all in. And be part of something. If you want to do something and go to the play at the next level, uh, you need to do that. But, but I think the, the personal things of just, just the, the relationship and the rapport that you build and you mold and you develop with their students, student athletes. Those are the things that I, I really look forward to. Each year it's a new challenge. Each team, it's a new challenge. Uh, a lot of ups and downs, but, but just trying to let the student athlete that we love you and we'll do anything we can for you, and Coach Moore will be here for you through the thick and thin.
5: Coach Moore, 37 years is a long time. Just share with us some memories that uh, you have throughout those 37 years and some friends that you got to make along the way.
7: How much time do we have? (laughs) Uh, Just just so many great memories. I mean, in, in terms of success stories, if I may, in terms of basketball success stories, you have to stop and think about the three championship teams that we had uh, the 1994 team that, that that you know, I, I would think upset, if you want to use that word, we kind of upset the, the number one team in DuPont High at that time. It was DuPont High School when we beat the likes of Randy Moss and Jason Williams. And I, I even think the other three starters went on to play football or basketball at the next level. So a very, very talented team in DuPont High. But but that 94 team was, uh, was awful gritty. I mean, they were just tough as nails. And they thought as one, and they played as one. They were not selfish. I, I think DuPont was more flash and cash, if you will. They, want, they wanted to be part of the highlight reel, as we, we were just more of a blue-collar team that, that just kind of grinded out on the defensive end and took advantage of some of opportunities that game. And, and I think also, uh, if I can recall, we out-rebounded that team 3-1 to one, uh, that night. And I think that was the teletape of the 94 team. Uh, that beat Dupont, and then and I think you got to go into the the '09 team, a, a great memory and another success story in our basketball program. Beaten, I think we beat South Charleston, if I'm not mistaken, that year in the '09 group. And then you you move on a couple of years forward, and you go in with the 2013 team that was just so talented and so gifted. I mean, we just our bench was was extremely deep. Uh, you know, Dante Grantham and Jawan and Jarrell, and I don't have the roster in front of me, but just a great, great bunch of kids that just worked their tails off every day in practice. We were talking about that just the other day. Practices with that 2013 team, it was a grind. It was competitive every day in practice, and that certainly converted from practice minutes converted into game minutes, and they were so talented and so gifted, but they worked extremely hard in practice and, and that sometimes can be a challenge that we know throughout the seasons. But I think those three times were, were special moments in our success stories at Martinsburg Heights since I've been there, yes.
2: Coach, uh, we just had Kelly Church and Chris Rest on not too long ago talking about their 25 years uh, coaching at Hedgesville. And there's so many coaches in this area that have been around for so long. Coach Rogers has obviously been around for 44 years Uh what do you think it is about the Eastern Panhandle that, I guess, attracts people to stick around once they start coaching here?
7: Well, certainly the, the people that you're with, your, your coaches, your, your coaching staff, the, the, the relationships that you build in you, and the rapport you have with your coaching staff and, and your support staff uh, and administrators at your, at your schools. Uh, and certainly, for, first and foremost, and more importantly, is your student-athletes, just just the kids that's walking in the hallways. At, at, at your high schools, and, and, and you just – it's just awesome that the amount of talent and the skill area that we have in this area is just unbelievable. And, and I think – and getting, with that mention of Dave Rogers, keep in mind that he is – and most of you know this – he is the winningest high school basketball coach, to my knowledge, and correct me if I'm wrong, in, in the state of West Virginia. So I've been very fortunate very blessed to be part of his coaching staff I'm eternally grateful and, and, and thankful for him and, and, and the others. So many others giving given me the opportunity to be around that many years of 35-plus and, and, and just the rapport and the relationship that we have built. But I, I think just the talent in the Eastern Panel is just unbelievable. And, and, and I think for many years, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you know, we were – the top dog at one time, and I think we still are, I would think that, but we still have some. We're a little bit of a rebuilding phase at this moment. But, but at one time, you know, Martinsburg was the elite, but there are so many high schools with, with that much talent that they now have caught up, and uh, it's become what I would consider even Stevens. The balance uh, and, and the level of basketball in this area, as mentioned, is just, is just great, and, and, and that's a good thing, and that's a good thing, obviously.
5: Coach Moore, what is something from the start of your career to now that has really changed through basketball? Well,
7: you know, just, just the evolving of the game. Uh, you know, Coach Basie and Coach Roger, I was talking about this the other day. You know, again, if I can reflect and, and rewind the tape some 40 years ago when I played at Parsburgh High School and into my college career at Glenville State, I'm just going to use the, the postman as an example. You know, when we played the game, the postman, your, your big guy was to stay around the rim catch the basketball in the low post, drop step and finish the shot at the rim. Today's game, it's evolved so much as you well know that I'm just, again, using the postman as an opportunity to, to express, you know, you've got to be able to do so many different things with the basketball today. You've got to be able to create and manufacture different shots off the bounce. You've got to be able to be a facilitator. You've got to be able to guard five different positions. So the game has changed so much since you and I, and many others played back in the day, if you will. And, and, and and I've tried to you know, stay up with the, the evolving of the game, uh, but it, it has changed. The pace of the game has changed. I often sometimes tell our players there is no shot clock in the state of West Virginia, but we want to try to stay ahead of the defense and push the pace and get out and, and try to get some early transition baskets and kind of play in front of the defense and keep the defense on their heels. So I, th- I, think, I think the game has changed a little bit, and trying to mold and, and, and stay up with the game a little bit has been a challenge. About the years, but but those are the challenges we as coaches love. Um, so I, th- I think the, the, the style of the game has changed a little bit, and we try to adapt to that. And uh, I think we've done a pretty good job with it.
1: Coach Moore, final question here: What is what are you going to miss the most about coaching here as you head into retirement?
7: Oh man, just just. just... Just the players. I mean, I mean, uh, nothing taken away from our coaching staff, again, starting with Don Bullitt and Dave Rogers and so many more. If I can just kind of give a, just a quick list of names that it, that has been instrumental in my success and having the opportunity to be around coaches and work with people with, at Marsburg High School. Uh, Rodney Davis, Bruce, uh, Bruce Fowler. Uh, these are all assistants. Um, Butch Custer, one of our support staff members who's been with Dave Rogers since probably 1975, 76. Um, Coach Daryl Smith, Coach Daryl Young, Chris Berg, and so many others. I'm probably leaving others out, but just so many staff members. But they would all agree with, with me, I think, that it's about the, the relationship with your students, student-athletes, to see them succeed at the high school level and go on, hopefully go on and, and, and help them enter the college level of state or a, a university in your state or around the countryside, to, to see them do that. And those are the success stories that I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the locker room. You know, I told the kids the other day after we went up to Petersburg tournament and ended up winning, got beat in the first round, but ended up playing the, uh, in the consolation round. that, you know, the life for me, the road ahead of me is shorter than the, than the road behind me. You have all your life to live and, and, and enjoy high school basketball and enjoy a while it lasts cause it because you only go through it once. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss it. I, I love I love all my kids over the years, and if there's anything that I can ever do. As, as, a, as a part of our coaching staff at Marshburn High, for you and your family, Coach Moore will be here for you. So I'm just going to miss the rapport and the relationship with our students, student athletes, and certainly our coaching staff.
1: Um, All right, Coach. Thanks for the time and best of luck in retirement. Have have a, enjoy well, life. Well,
7: thank you. And, and hey, and the TV 10, I mean, to TV 10 and WRNR. Thank you for what you're doing with with the e and bringing bringing live sports into the houses, into the homes of. Uh, of the quad state region and, and thank you all for what you do for our student athletes as well thank you very much man
1: thank you coach rogers enjoy retirement
7: okay thank you sir have a great day guys thank you for having me bye now
1: bye that was head coach former jv head coach now retired 37 years head jv head coach at martinsburg high school richard moore i think we lost him for a little bit there Yeah,
5: not not coach rogers no Spencer. coach, so moore recently signed moore. Off saying, yeah, coach rogers
1: sorry uh coach richard moore there
2: Uh, But a lot of lot of interesting stories there. Yeah, fun time. We should almost do like a hour long, maybe longer, sit down with every coaching duo that's been around. Oh, we could definitely go longer than an hour with that. All right, three hours. That is
1: Nick's next assignment: documentary on the history of EPAC basketball on TV Ten. All right, there's Nick's assignment for the summer. These guys. Your work assignment for the summer. How much you? uh,
2: offering for me to do that uh, i'm not that's offering a anything <laughs> that's a, the mogul question
1: all right that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by parsons ford kent parsons ford in martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first go to parsonsford.com for more on their side of this break we'll wrap things up talk a little nfl some news coming out about a potential nfl prospects, plus more uh Maybe Gino won't be the quarterback in Seattle too much long. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break Gino or tune in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRM. TV 10.
0: Rocks Grab and Go is made fresh daily. Grab and Go. Now available at Rocks. Rocks Local Market. Rocks Grab and Go is made fresh daily. Grab and Go. Now available at Rocks. Rocks Local Market.
6: Catch the excitement of high school basketball on Talk Radio, WRNR, and TV 10 featuring the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Barclay's got the steal all by himself.
0: He'll go for the two-handed slam
6: dunk. All six EPAC schools, regular season and postseason, live here.
1: Now over to Clark from three, and that's for Leclay
5: Clark, nails it. I'm to start the fourth quarter for Musselman. Slick now driving to the right side,
4: and it is
6: rejected. By foul. Your home for local sports is right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Now back to the sports mix with Spencer and
0: Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10.
1: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talker to WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 7... Hold on. I just messed it up here. Uh, stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, or call them at two, 304-263-4343. Excuse me there. Had two different numbers in my head for a minute. I'm going to say
2: 724 Lakeview Drive?
1: maybe that might have been in my head that's what it sounded like to me all right well welcome back to this edition of the sportsman Spencer Nick and Colin here we got about five or so minutes left on the show uh breaking news coming out today I would say right around ten thirty this morning ten twenty five ish uh one of the top prospects in the NFL draft uh Jalen Carter out of Georgia Uh, He has a warrant out for his arrest for reckless driving and racing in connection with a crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. Uh, The Athens-Clarke County, Georgia Police Department has issued an arrest warrant obtained Wednesday by the Associated Press, which alleges Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition, driven by the recruiting staffer at 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, which led to the January 15th wreck. Uh, Though these are misdemeanor charges, uh, but that could change his draft stock.
2: Yeah, Will change his draft stock. Yeah, and obviously, you know, these are sad stories uh, to hear about. But um, in terms of his draft stock, I think, yeah, it's definitely going to hurt at least a little bit uh, for a talented defensive tackle, though. I think he still will obviously find a way into the NFL, but uh, not a great... Situation there. Um,
5: but it, it's very unfortunate what happened. I don't know if he's going to make it into the NFL. I know right now, as Spencer just said, it's misdemeanors, but that could escalate. We never know. This is just what he's arrested on for now. We don't know what the or prosecutor what could this. potentially charge from then on. And it's definitely tough because, according to Mel Kuiper, he was the number one prospect. For this right. year's draft, so it, it hurts him. I I don't know if a team takes a chance knowing this situation is looming over Carter now. Right? You, you, do you want that yeah. in your? But teams list take of chances on guys that have done other things that are during the similar. draft.
2: Yeah, I mean Lermy Tunsel had that. That's true. Oh and my team. gosh! Yes,
5: and I came out to stay away in
2: the first round. yeah, but, yeah, but mean, people knew about it probably. I mean that's not as bad nearly as right a, as, as the situation. Car crash that. But I mean, fatal. there's been Joe Mixon had the obviously did domestic abuse and he's still having issues with that yeah. in the NFL currently, and the Bengals took a risk on him, so he'll probably find his way into the league. Uh, even with these, I guess red flags you have about drafting him, but um there's going to be other guys probably that get drafted that have similar backgrounds. So I mean, it just kind of is what it is, and. Uh, it's unfortunate what's happened, and you hope that they don't make these mistakes again. But again, these are you know eighteen to twenty four year olds that are gonna do some dumb stuff every once in a while. Obviously, this you know is very sad situation. Yeah. It led to the deaths of people. Uh, it's a serious situation, but um, they do make mistakes. People make mistakes. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not. The worst thing that's happened before an NFL draft from a prospect, and it won't be the last tough story that comes out. Unfortunately, that's that the way it is.
5: I guess just for myself, I, I wouldn't draft him, but I'm not somebody that's making that decision. So,
1: yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, final story here uh, the Seahawks, they're considering drafting a quarterback in the draft. Do we think Geno's gone?
5: No. I I've, it Ultimately, probably will just be for competition for Geno because he doesn't have that right now.
2: Well, Gino's a free agent, and they'd have to pay him. So he's not even technically on of team. money. That's true too. Um, I think they they could go in that direction because I, I think he has a good chance to be a one shot wonder. in Gino, one good year. I mean, before this, he wasn't very good. So I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of concerned that he's not going to keep this up. I think the Seahawks are concerned about it as well. So they they might use a pick there on a quarterback if they like somebody. And even if you do bring back Gino Smith, it keeps the competition like Colin said I think it it would be a smart move all right well that will do it
1: for this edition of the sports mix thanks to former now jv head coach at martinsburg richard lewis or excuse me richard moore excuse me richard moore for coming on uh we'll have girls hoops regional action thanks to the skinner law firm as martinsburg will be at washington tonight 6 30 pregame 7 p.m tip off for Colin Nick I'm Spencer saying so long we'll talk to you tomorrow
0: Locally owned, locally operated and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, Spring Mills, Harper's Ferry.